0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.
2: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Monday, January 23rd in Hong Kong, Sunday, January 22nd in New York.
3: And coming up this hour... Some Fed officials support reducing the size of rate hikes at the next meeting. Germany and France push for huge spending increases to compete with the United States. Incoming New Zealand Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says he will prioritize the economy as a recession looms.
4: Dramatic manhunt after that mass shooting near Los Angeles. White House on the back foot after more documents turn- up Jeff Zients to be Biden's next chief of staff. And Hong Kong may drop COVID tests for travel to mainland China. I'm Denise Pellegrini with Global News.
1: Arsenal with a big-time win over Manchester United in the Premier League. I'm Dan Schwartzman. I'll have that story more coming up in Bloomberg Sports.
3: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning. I'm Doug Krisner.
2: And I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. Well, a lot of this optimism, uh, in addition to China's growth coming back, uh, is that the Federal Reserve is ratcheting down the intensity of the of the rate hikes, and some Fed officials are furthering this uh, this view today. Uh, Fed Governor Chris Waller said that Fed policy looks pretty close to being sufficiently restrictive. He backed slowing the next rate hike to twenty five basis points, and Kansas City's Fed Chief Esther George said she supported the moderation in rate hikes last month and suggested that she's. With of tightening too much. George also said the U.S. economy can avoid a sharp downturn.
4: So I think this scenario of can there be a soft landing is one we would all want to see, and there are some possibilities for that. There's still a lot of money sitting uh, in the, the checking accounts of households.
2: Fed officials began a 10-day blackout period yesterday, so we won't be hearing any more commentary until the Fed's next policy decision on February 2nd.
3: Well, earnings season will be up and running here in the States uh, beginning on Tuesday. And the tech group is going to be challenged with clearing a high hurdle for some of the most influential companies within the S&P 500. Let's get a preview from Bloomberg Susanna Palmer.
4: Fourth quarter earnings for tech firms in the benchmark are projected to drop 9.2% from the same time a year earlier, the steepest slide since 2016. That's according to data compiled by Bloomberg Intelligence. Revenue growth for these companies is fading relative to the past couple of years, when the pandemic and ensuing lockdowns supercharged sales for everything from digital services to personal computers and the components that power them. Susanna Palmer, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
2: Germany and France say European businesses will need to spend more to keep up with U.S. and Chinese firms. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and French pre- President Emmanuel Macron met on Sunday in Paris. They discussed how the European Union might respond to the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. The act includes $500 billion in spending and tax breaks over a decade that would benefit U.S. companies. The EU is looking to file a complaint with the World Trade Organization. It says the law does not comply with International rules. The aim of the legislation is to reduce U.S. reliance on China or other nations. Germany and France want European companies to have more access to credits being offered in the new U.S. effort. So, Doug, hmm. it looks like, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about a slight um, deceleration from the Fed is is one positive. We mentioned as well China, um, but there's still challenges out there as well.
3: Many. Uh, we got earnings. We just heard from Susanna on that front. The other thing in terms of data this week, I think that's going to be critical, Brian. The PCE index was out on friday now bloomberg intelligence is talking about goods disinflation remember that ppi number we had last week much weaker than forecast which a a larger than expected decline and so some of the conversation is not only around recession but disinflationary forces building in the economy
2: What's interesting is there were a few surveys out that suggest that the PMIs may be uh, ticking up a little bit, Mm. uh, which is kind of surprising given what we've seen from the latest data. And that is starting to fuel a little bit of hope that the global economy can avoid a recession.
3: We'll have to wait and see. I mean, last week's numbers on retail sales, industrial production here in the U.S. and housing construction were all a little disappointing. But I think you might be right in terms of directionally, if we get some improvement, even though, as I mentioned earlier, the overall PMIs will remain in contraction. That's the forecast. So maybe, maybe this idea of soft lending becomes some, something a little bit more uh, durable, at least in thinking.
2: And China may be part of this story because uh, we've heard from a lot of different financial institutions that are ratcheting up their expectations for growth this year. Most of them are getting up in the high 5% range and they were Mm. coming from much lower than that. And a Bank of America survey uh, of fund managers says that the rally that we've seen, which has been really torrid, the MSCI Asia Pacific Index is up some 23% since late October. The survey of these fund managers says that they expect it has many months to run.
3: Yeah, growth seems to be improving it's going to be a critical week obviously with a lunar near your holiday the strength of the chinese consumer and against the backdrop obviously is the situation with the virus i was also uh, noting that jp morgan chase now in some of their work they're looking at seven out of ten asset classes and they've come to the conclusion that the odds of an economic downturn have actually fallen sharply from yeah. their highs in 2022 Yeah, it's pretty
2: interesting. Uh, You know, John Arthur is a good friend of this program wrote a piece last week saying that giant sucking sound is an exit (laughs) from US stocks. That wasn't the case on Friday at all. Uh, But it's something that we've been putting to a lot of our guests on the program does money that sucks out of the US market, uh, come to Asia. And, you know, uh, there's been some indications that it's been more local fund managers than big American and European fund managers. So
3: is it we'll a zero-sum game, guy. though? How much cash do you think is on the sidelines?
2: Yeah, I think plenty, and I think you're right. It's not not necessarily a zero-sum game. Okay, coming up on eight minutes past the hour, it is time now for Global News. The White House is trying to explain more classified documents. Police are praising the cooperation between cities for chasing down a suspect in a mass shooting up north of Los Angeles. For more, let's get to the Bloomberg Newsroom and Denise Pellegrini. Denise.
4: All right, thank you, Brian. A man has been found dead now in a van in Torrance near Los Angeles. We're waiting for more information about the connection to that mass shooting in Monterey Park. Here's what we do know, Brian. Asian-American community on high alert after 10 people fatally shot, others injured, a mass shooting overnight at a ballroom den Studio all near Lunar New Year celebrations. Congresswoman Judy Chu. It is horrible that such a thing could occur at a time of celebration for so many in the AAPI community and in the Asian community worldwide. Yeah, and Chu speaking there as we wait for another press conference. This one will be from Monterey Park. They're promising to explain the connection between the body believed to be the suspect found in that van dead of a gunshot wound in Torrance. Extra protections in place, according to Monterey Park Mayor Henry Lowe.
2: We want to express our condolences to the victims and their families. And moving forward, you know, it is important that we be there for them to provide services, and support they need in what will be a time of healing in next week's months, if not years.
4: And some news reports do say the suspect was planning a second attack. We're tracking developments for you, and we'll bring them to you as they unfold. The FBI found more classified documents at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware, Home Friday. Delaware Senator Chris Coons calling it basically likely a clerical error, nothing of significance.
5: I'm confident that President Biden um, has said truthfully that there's no there there. And in the end, uh, we will see this was just an inadvertent matter of filing in sharp contrast to his predecessor.
4: All right. And that's Coons there. Meantime, Texas GOP Representative Michael McCall also on ABC's this week saying too early to make that call. And,
2: you know, Watergate started as a very
3: small burglary and it led to the president of the United States resigning. So I don't know what's there uh, until we see the documents.
4: Republican Representative Michael McCall there. President Biden is about to name Jeff Zients. Meantime, as his next chief of staff, sources say the official announcement is coming tomorrow. Hong Kong could be about to drop COVID PCR test requirements for travelers to mainland China. That's according to RTHK. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says she expects Congress to eventually reach a bipartisan solution to raise the debt ceiling. But for now, she says she is concerned. I mean, it is possible for markets to become quite concerned um, about whether or not the U.S. will pay its bills uh, before the day of reckoning comes. And we saw that in 2011, the United States um, experienced a credit downgrade for the first time in its history. And Yellen speaking there in an interview in AP Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Denise Pellegrini in the Bloomberg Newsroom, and this is Bloomberg. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital
0: Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do.
2: All right, it is 11 minutes past the hour. Uh, Very good morning to you. I'm Brian Curtis here in Hong Kong, along with Vonnie Quinn in New York. And this is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Our guest is Priya Misra, Global Head of Rates Strategy at TD Securities. Priya, thanks very much for joining us here, especially on a holiday. Uh, Talk to us about the inversion of the yield curve and the message being sent by now the yield on the 10-year falling this far below the Fed funds rate.
5: Sure. Thanks for having me on. So we've had quite a move lower in rates so far this year, and you know I think the inversion uh, has been in place for a while. I think the inversion is saying that the market believes that Fed policy is restrictive and a, a recession is forthcoming. But I would say the, the the huge move lower in rates, I think in my view, a lot of that has to do with lower inflation expectations. I think that's reduced risk premium around inflation around the endpoint of the Fed hiking cycle. I mean I think the markets fairly convinced that maybe two more 25 basis point hikes and the Fed's done. So I think that's brought in money into fixed income, you know, money that was on on, on the sidelines for the last, I would say, year, nervous about the Fed hiking cycle. That's been able to come in. I think that th- that's much more the 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 case rather than, uh, than uh, you know, recession fears, because if you look across fixed income, mortgages have done well. Credit has outperformed despite a lot of supply. So I think this is sort of risk on. You know uh, money coming into fixed income i think it's a little too optimistic the market may be a little too optimistic here we actually think interest rates can rise in in the near term because you know, I think inflation's declining, but it's not clear to us that we are heading close to 2%. So, I think we might have come a little bit too far, but uh, I do think that the market's more comfortable about the Fed hiking cycle now, which is a huge departure from, you know, the dynamic that we lived with uh, over the last year. So, Priya, if the bond market has written down inflation too far as you gauge, what's likely to happen if it has to reprice? Will it be an orderly repricing? You know, I think if it is uh, the inflation is sticky on the way down, I think it could be fairly orderly because, you know, I think the Fed hikes now at 25 basis point increments. And perhaps the market thinks that the last hike is March and maybe there's another one in May or another one in June and the Fed remains data dependent. So it could be orderly that increase in rates because, you know, the market will just add a couple more hikes at the end. I think if you get a rise in inflation, and I'm really looking at China here for this so far, I think it's not going to be enough to offset the supply chain related decline in inflation. But if you get a surprise in inflation where it actually moves higher and the next CPI report is not that far out, I think then it could be somewhat disorderly because I think the market's so convinced that the Fed's almost done. And if we realize, oh, no, there's inflation coming from some other angle, I think then you could have you know, more nervousness uh, in, in the market.
2: Saw an interesting bit of data late last week, uh, which I'd I'd like to get you to comment on. That um, suggests that with right now, um, taxes are at twenty percent of GDP, and any time that you get over eighteen percent, it it virtually guarantees recession. Um, so there's that, and then there's the debt ceiling that could go down to the wire, and it could be a tricky time around June. Um, can you talk about the consequences of those two forces?
5: Sure. So I think the, the taxes point is essentially telling you that there's there's wages, you know, typically the Fed responds to high wage inflation that tightens financial conditions. So I think that it's being all driven by the fact that the Fed is raising rates and they've raised rates a lot. And I think actually a recession is baked in at this point. So we are calling for a recession later this year. I think the debt ceiling is a huge wild card. I mean, we're expecting it right now to be resolved before that drop dead date sometime in July or August. But you know, markets are less liquid. If this brinkmanship continues until the end, you could have an accident where we technically default. I think that's a huge risk for the market. It's not being priced in. It's not even clear what the trade is. I think it's risk of, it's actually perversely lower interest rates. Uh, you know, maybe you get spending cuts in that scenario. So I think that just adds to that recession fear. Uh, but I would say given the tightening in financial conditions, um, you know, slowing global growth. Again, China is, is a lot better today than what I was thinking a month ago, you know, two months mm. ago. But we still don't have enough to turn that positive on global growth. I think that recession later this year, I think that's increasingly getting, you know, becoming, I think, the market's base case. You mentioned China and how that
4: could translate into further inflation. The IMF chief pointing that out at the WAF
5: as well. How would that work, Priya? Would it be through higher oil and gas prices? Yes, I think largely through commodities. Um, You know, the other thing I'm watching in China, I mean, there's the the organic, uh, if you may, you know, reopening. But there's also what does what do Chinese policymakers do around stimulus? Is there some massive credit easing that's coming? Is there fiscal easing? And then it ends up being much more broad based demand for commodities, um, which will then be globally inflationary. That's the one I don't have enough information on and something I'm watching because they certainly moved up their growth target. And I think the only way they can achieve it is significant fiscal easing. So,
2: Priya, just some final comments. Uh, we've talked a little bit about how the Fed and the markets are in a different place. Uh, so when when the truth is known, uh, who will have had to have given more <laughs>
5: I think the market's going to have to, um, you know, move a little bit more. We're, you know, we're extrapolating from three nice, uh, you know, lower than expected inflation prints. But I think there's that part of inflation that's very hard, that's sticky, that's hard to come down, you know, service inflation ex-shelter. I think we're going to, the market's going to be disappointed that it doesn't decline as fast. And the Fed therefore responds, but the Fed wants to be data dependent. They're not giving us any forward guidance beyond really the next meeting. So it could be a while. I think we're gonna need a few months of slightly higher inflation in that service component for the market to say, okay, not so fast. We've still got a few more hikes to pricing.
2: Priya, thanks so much. Priya Misra, Global Head of Rate Strategy at TD Securities. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street.
3: Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can
2: also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York. Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in
3: San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to
2: coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis.
3: And I'm Doug Krizner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.